podcast. Welcome back to the hype with me, your host, as always, Brian Dressel. With me, as always, is Jonathan Hardesty. Let's do this. Ryan James. Woohoo! And Chewy Darso. Oh, hi. Special guest today is Lawrence Tunnell. Hello, how are you? Hi, Lawrence. We've been trying to get you on for years, question mark? I know, I'm hard to lock down. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I have a friend who does a lot of voice acting. He'd be great for a podcast. I should ask him. And he's like, yep, not available. Yep, not available. Well, I am now, and I'm but here. Now you're here. I used to do a lot of podcasts. I'm actually really happy to be back on a podcast forum well, thing. I'm glad that Let's we're do having it. you. Let's talk. So uh, <laughs> before we get started, do you have anything you want to plug? Me? Yeah. Ooh. We plugged uh, your uh, your movie Kickstarter back in the day. Yeah. Is that uh, still coming out? Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully they shoot in September. I don't know if I'm going to be part of the cast, but if I am, great. If not, great. Um, it was a really cool idea. Yeah. Rainbow. Yeah. For those of you listening. You don't know the one episode that I was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I've been doing like audiobooks for little kids in Korea, but I can't really plug that because <laughs> we're not in little Korea. Little kids in Korea. Uh, huh. And uh, just like auditioning and stuff and working on the bachelor bachelorette bachelor in paradise that's cool but i don't think i need to plug that <laughs> i think they're doing they're fine. doing okay <laughs> bachelor in paradise yes it's the best show <laughs> where is paradise they already shoot nice the bachelor cover. just mexico <laughs> <laughs> yeah they go to mexico they go to mexico for a couple weeks that and mexico's paradise? don't ask how i know that <laughs> So really quick before we jump into where, I've been doing, where have you been doing, I feel I need to mention the uh, un- uh, quote-unquote elephant in the room. This is Ryan's last episode as official co-host. Oh. Yeah. Very sad. Oh, no. I'm being replaced by new microphones. Yeah. just want to say womp womp. R- Ryan will still be around from time to time when he yeah. has time, but uh, his weekly appearances have come to an end. I will take on more of an engineering role here, and uh, maybe I'll write some notes, some technical notes for the show. Yeah, and so he will not be gone. But he will not. You will not hear him every week. I'm like just you imagining have you standing in the corner now, saying the sound equivalent of "You missed a spot." I might. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Brian, the microphone's overloaded a little bit on channel two. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm hoping I could be your Paul Schaefer. Like, yeah, yeah. Brian, you're right. Whoa, <laughs> that'd be perfect. Just, right? just record a couple of canned responses of that, and we can use a soundboard or something. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah, perfect. I, actually, we need. Yeah, we need to turn you into a soundboard perfect yeah. that's that's the next phase of ryan Let's 2.0 <laughs> rjd2 oh we're gonna replace ryan with uh, an auto i know what the word yep it's automatic. over yep no. we've moved a on robot a robot ryan automatic yeah. robot robo ryan i like robo ryan robo ryan where is ryan going i don't know well hopefully canada yeah you're going to canada at some point canada did you hear donald trump is our president so so that's it yep and his lady love is in oh yeah and also i have a girlfriend (laughs) candace the woman in waiting she was on once yeah she was on once hi candace yeah she's been waiting a long long time (laughs) uh okay we need to move into where have you been doing now that we get that boring (laughs) bullshit out of the way For all the of our turn fans. from Lawrence into Ryan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so where have you been doing? I have been watching Band of Brothers because I'm going to be on the Tom Hanks Gaming podcast, and I decided to give it a shot again. Um, do you recommend it? I do, I do. Uh, I was not 100 percent sold when Elvis told me I had to watch all of it, but I was being very supportive, and I'm like, yeah, I could do that, no problem. But I remember when it came out when I was in high school, thinking. This is okay. It's not Saving Private Ryan. And now watching it as older and not just wanting to watch people get their heads blown off for 10 episodes in a row. I can actually appreciate the story and the drama and the acting and whatnot. And I think it's absolutely phenomenal. And I'm about halfway through it. I'm surprised at how much I don't remember. But I did watch it like week to week when it aired. And I've never seen it since. So going back, I I highly recommend it. And if you haven't seen it, I think it's fantastic. Very good. That's all I'll say. I'll jump in. Uh, I've been reading comics again. I picked up the first two issues of Redneck based on the suggestion from our friends at Blast Off Comics, and it is absolutely fantastic so far. It's about some uh, vampires living in Texas who are kind of like on the down low. It's a family. They've been living there for several hundred years. They run a barbecue business in town, which is genius. (laughs) So they raise the cattle, drink the cattle's blood, uh, sell the meat to these guys who run their store who give them the money to go buy more cattle so they can drink their blood. And they've had kind of a an, uh, a cold war going with another family in town, and the the first issue kicks off with the the truce being broken. So I'm excited to see where it goes. Oh, that sounds amazing. It's really good. That sounds really cool. Second print of the first issue just came out last week and should be available still. I'm going to a comic book store after this recording. We are. Dot, dot, dot. Grab them. Grab them. Grab them by the neck. I've been watching Dear White People 
on Netflix. Yeah. You I like watched it? the full season. Yeah, yeah. I was like a Chapman alum because the writer creator came from Chapman. Sure. Around the time that I was there too. Uh, I really like the movie. The show's pretty good. It has its moments of being a little cheesy, dare I say. Yeah. A little yeah. corny, a little on the nose. But That's what I've heard. It I was uh, it was mine it. last week, and I said exactly that thing. Yeah. I gave it another shot. I finished the season, and it does get better. It does get better, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It gets I better. Mean, how does it not go a little on the nose when the name is Dear White People? Right. Fair enough. Yeah. I would I would argue that Moonlight is a better Dear White People. Oh, okay. I would argue the same. And but we should do an episode on Moonlight. We should. We should. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe soon. But it knows what it is, right? The show kind of yeah, knows I what think it so. is. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Chewy, John. Oh. Well, um, I have not been able to watch too much lately because I've been working. Uh, mostly been rewatching Friends with You. Mm-hmm. But the reason I was busy is because I was still on Drunk History, Yay! which I adore. And if you do or do not watch the show, just and know that the crew on that is wonderful. Derek Waters is one of her. Jeremy, the other director, is wonderful. And very sad to be leaving them because I have to go back to Superstore. Hopefully, they get another season too. Yes. Well, I'm sure Drunk History. I mean, everyone enjoys that show. Yeah. Anyone who does watch it or sees clips enjoys Drunk History. So I'm not worried about that show. <laughs> Unfortunately, okay. everything I enjoy eventually gets canceled. <laughs> I'm sure they're oh, going to get a sixth season, and I hope to join them again. Uh, and yeah, so that's my where I've been doing. Such a good Sad show. to leave a nice little family to go to a show that will hopefully buy us a house. <laughs> hey Really hoping nobody from the other show is listening. I I enjoy Superstore too, but the camaraderie is not quite as tight. That's fair. John, last but not least. So we're introducing, we introduced my daughter Karina to Star Wars just to see how long. I mean, she's four years old, so we weren't expecting the whole movie. And we got about half hour in. Um, But I wanted to bring it up because uh, having not seen it for a while, I have the the newer Blu-ray set, that really beautiful box set of all six. Man, some of these editions are just weird. And oh, the first, so the, the only one we came up to right now is just Obi Wan's horrendous screech in the desert with the Tuscan Raiders. It's an awful bit of sound mixing, and the visuals are so beautiful in this transfer, but the sound mix is just awful. At least in A New Hope, I don't know how they, if they did better in their uh, later they, ones. They don't. They don't. No. Oh, man. No, there's That's a, a lot, bummer. There's, there's a, a bummer. lot of problems, but it is the if you just want to look at it, it's the absolute best way to look at Star Wars. I gasped when Star Wars, like when the, yeah. the crawl came on, the ships were there. I was like, this is the best transfer I've ever seen. Did you get to the TIE fighter fight yet? Not yet, no. They did a very good job removing some of the mat lines around the TIE fighters, which was a problem oh. when they did the DVD transfer because yeah. those came through crystal clear. That okay. was the biggest issue and the, the greatest thing they fixed with those yeah. redos in the 90s. Yeah. Ryan, you got a piece of black something on your shoulder that's going to bother me. It's a symbiote. Can you please get rid of it? Can you come get it? Just brush your me? shoulder I'm off, just you know? <laughs> Don't get it. Just brush it off. Thank you. <laughs> she <laughs> was so going to do it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's it. Uh, so I'll be cringing along with all those weird changes over time. Yeah, there's only one that's like a hell-worthy trespass, and that's in the end of Jedi. Oh, yeah. No. 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 Yep. No. no to the no. No, that no. was the end of episode three. No. Yeah. Well, that one still works for me. It does. I, think, I think that was a great moment. <laughs> I'm sorry. You, All you, of the no's. You, you tried. No. You tried. You tried. I, Prometheus I was totally the best alien movie. Yeah. <laughs> People are just rage quitting our podcast right now. Oh, there it is. That happens. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's get some other hot takes out there. Uh, no, let's uh, let's move into today's episode, which is Moonlight. La la. Uh, oh. nah, I was gonna do Moonlight. it. Moonlight. I, I did it last week. I don't want to recreate the, <laughs> do the same joke twice. Too late. I'm forcing <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, so Moonlight came out uh, last year. Uh, it obviously did very very well. It uh, won Best Picture. Uh, it made a very good amount of money for how much money it spent. I kind of lost track, and then Ryan's internet here is phenomenal, so the page is still loading. So I don't have that number for you. I apologize. But it did well. Everything about it did well. Um, it deserved it. It, it did. Oh, yeah. And when, when it comes, when I look at everything that came down, like I think like this one won everything, and it deserved everything it won. Yeah, I agree. Um, I just wish it happened cleaner, right? If you will. Um, was it based <laughs> off a of Florida State thesis film? Do I? No, have it was right? based. It was a play. The play. Yeah. yeah. But was I thought it was an unproduced play. I could I be wrong. I could be totally wrong. But I thought it was like written as a play, never got made, and then turned into a movie. Ooh. Well, now it's a movie. Yes. We can say that with certainty. I yeah. know <laughs> it's a movie. It's a movie, yeah. <laughs> I was questioning it for a little while. Like, am I watching a movie or a play? And then like, nobody was in my room, so I figured it was a movie. Yeah. I'm just well, I kind of got tipped <laughs> off when the camera turned around and I didn't see the actual audience watching. I was like, yeah. oh, it's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, if they haven't rage quit our episode yet, <laughs> they're gone now. 
Oh, so much for all that networking. Yeah. <laughs> the play was called In Moonlight, Black Boys Look Blue by Ooh. Terrell Alvin McCraney. If I said that right. I'm sure you nailed it. Moonlight's a little more succinct of a name, but I like the other one too. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. both work. Yeah. I don't think that title would have ever gotten a uh, nationwide release it's of a, a film. It's a long name. <laughs> I think it's more of the Black Boys Look Blue that they'd be like, man, we're, how about we just call it Moonlight? Yeah. We're going to shorten that up a little bit and sell some <laughs> tickets. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I think it's time for a breakdown, breakdown, breakdown. Oh. Is everybody excited for a breakdown, breakdown, breakdown? I'm super pumped. Is Lawrence excited for a breakdown, breakdown, breakdown? I'm a little nervous, but I'm very excited, yes. So can you? do you think you can do it? Uh, 30 seconds, yeah. 30 seconds to say the whole movie. Now, keep in mind, if you fail, we're going to make fun of you. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, if you succeed, you can make fun of us. Why? Why would I make fun of you if I succeeded? Well, I'd like to join like... It's a victory lap. Okay, okay. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Right. So is everybody ready to go? I'm not going to do anything. So. Perfect. So Same. Moonlight in 30 seconds. Go, 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 go. Right now? Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, a story of a, a, a boy, uh, coming to age story of a boy uh, told in three parts of his life. First part, he doesn't quite know he's gay. Then he realizes he's gay. And he grows up in the trap with a drug lord who is also selling drugs to his mom. And his mom's really messed up, but she can tell that you she loves him and uh then he finally figures out himself at the end but not quite and falls in love with his old crush and yeah you're out of time (laughs) (laughs) whoo that was tight uh i'll put it to a vote who thinks he did it Raise your hand. Uh, yeah, I'll yeah. give it. I'll be oh, we got three. Yep, okay, yep. so you got a no from Chewy, but I'll Whatever, call that a Chewy. success. He stuttered a lot in the beginning. <laughs> That's true. I did kind of spring it on him, though. I wasn't quite ready, and it's very dense. The movie is so is. dense. Yeah, For something that's very simple, it's also very complex. Oh, for sure. Yeah. All right, so yeah, way to go. I think we should start actually talking about the movie Moonlight. Where do you guys want to start on this thing? It's a very clear very beginning. Um, yeah. yeah, why not? But it's a very clear I mean, three-part structure. Do you want to talk about that? Is yeah, well, the way that it was told? Because it's not a traditional three-act no, story. It's a three-part it's slice almost, of life. You could it's like almost ch- it's argue chapters. It's a character study for it, sure. It's, I would almost say it's almost like three short films. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Na- stocked up next to each other. Each other. Which so, I didn't yeah. know going in because I didn't know much about this movie. No, I refused to watch a trailer or anything. So I like when I looked at the poster originally, I thought it was just one guy's face. Yeah, yeah. me too. It, it wasn't until I walked out of the movie and I looked at the poster again. I'm like, oh, right, that's a child, a teenager, and a full grown adult. Like I had yeah. no idea. Yeah, um, but I yeah. was pretty. I had a good time. I didn't know anything about this movie going in, right. uh, so I didn't know that it was going to do the time jump. And then it did it so smoothly that it was obvious to me what had happened, and uh, I really enjoyed it. No, my favorite thing about the way they do the time jump in the movie is that it really, it treats its audience with respect. Absolutely. Like, it does it in a way where, like, I feel like a lesser movie, you would have seen, uh, um, what's his name? Juan. Juan Die. Yeah, you would have seen Juan Die. Yeah, right. I've seen that. And too. this one, it's very much like he died a while ago, and everyone's kind of moved on, because yeah. that's what happens in this neighborhood. Right? Yeah. Uh, and I, I think, like, as upsetting as it was to lo- no longer have him in the movie it's still like well yeah but isn't wouldn't it be just as upsetting to no longer have him in your life isn't right. that kind of like right. the point and I, I appreciate that they didn't glorify or like even really show any violence there even though yeah. it was very yeah. implied obviously it's implied yeah he probably he got killed yeah. Yeah. yeah he probably yeah. got killed and drug dealer in a very neighbor very terrible neighborhood was probably shot and killed and right. i love the way that they didn't glorify that life either like when no. that, that scene uh let's just jump into some scenes you want sure to? yeah yeah well uh, at, at the end of the first uh uh, act or whatever you want to call it where uh, the kid comes over and is asking him like is my mom on drugs do you sell drugs and he can't even look at him he just keeps his head down the kid walks out it's like that is real yeah, yeah. that's one of those moments that like I, I always like to say like I can pick out where people voted for the Academy Award it's like right. oh that scene won him an Academy Award yeah. yeah and no matter how good he was throughout the entire thing like that whole thing like like it's all what's what's said and what isn't said yeah. and like the kid's asking do you sell my mom drugs and he admits to it without ever saying those exact words. Yep. Like, it's yeah. so well done. And I love the setting of that because they're in his house. Uh, yeah. Not the kid's house, but... Well, they're Juan's in house. Juan's house. They're not in Juan's house. I thought they're at um, Teresa's house. Well, they were together. They're together. Oh, they're okay. living I, together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that house is so... Nice. N- so nice, <laughs> but like so like 
book nice. Yeah. Where yeah. it's like he saw an image of what he thought was like good representation of success. And a good And home, he went to yeah. go buy it. Like all the furniture matched. It was like white walls. Or like I would consider a very boring setup, but it was very like I have money, so I'm going to buy these things. Mm -hmm. So he mm -hmm. probably felt... And in that contrast of being surrounded by what is material wealth, material success, and then the kid throwing it at his face of like, not just that you're destroying my mother, but this is how you chose to make your success. Oh, and yeah. he's not proud of it. No, I never I never got the feeling he was proud of what he was. Right. I, I, and he feels like the type of guy who was at some point. Yeah. Like well, he's, he's got the crown in the he car. He's like a self-made man. Yeah, but I, I feel like, no, he enjoyed what he did at some point. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's in the character. Like, yeah. I feel like at some point he was that tough guy and he loved every second of it and then he grew out of it, but yeah. that's where he is yeah. and he can't get out of that system. Like once you see enough of your friends die, yeah, you yeah. realize what's going to happen to you. Yeah. I think what I just realized right now too is there's not really a representation of like what success would look like if it was done the right way in that movie. Like they just don't have that image in the movie and that's yeah. true of their culture yeah yeah it's really tough for yeah. for to find positive black role models in their yeah. lives and that's the thing so this guy is most clearly not a good role model yeah but he's trying and he's I, a little he's like one iota better than the kid's actual father yeah exactly well, he's just gone right yeah i mean I was so that's the difference is he's there he's still not a good he's not a good dude but he's yeah. trying and like yep. there's so much of that it's just like oh fuck. it's like he, he's I trying to be a role model but he isn't leading by example so how do you do that yeah i would so, argue he's I still a good think he guy taught, i mean other than the drug things i still think he taught him a lot of really great things absolutely. Yeah. oh absolutely as yeah. a father figure minus his occupation i thought he was fantastic no, I totally agree with you. I'm just saying that, like, it's still like, okay, so he's a very good father figure who's still selling drugs to his mother. Yeah. So, yeah, he is absolutely teaching him very important things. The fact, like, it still almost surprised me in the movie that he was so just okay with the fact that he's probably gay. Yeah. And not, yeah. not, not, not just, like, okay with it, just, like, 100% accepting. Just like, like yeah, yeah, that's just who you like, are, I love and that's fine. I love the yeah. moment where he says, you don't need to worry about that yet. Or right. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, and that wasn't like you don't need to worry about it. Like, oh, you're probably not gay. It was right. like you don't need to worry about it. Like, just figure it out oh, when it's time to yeah. figure. That it out. That was so cool. Yeah, or you could be a uh, like you could be gay, but you're not a faggot. You're never yeah. going to yeah. be a faggot. Yeah, don't ever let anyone call <laughs> you that. Yeah, like, and you got to wonder like if he had stayed around in that kid's life, would he still have those same closeted problems through his whole adolescence? Or I mean, would we don't he know. like have one person who's like you? You know, dude, it's cool whoever you are because no one else around him was like that. I don't know. I think knowing that. He was selling drugs to his mother. That was that, that changed everything. So even if he were still around, I, I, I don't, don't think it would have. Yeah, I don't think their relationship was ever perfect after the, no. that revelation. Clearly, like they make it known that they, they, they were still still, still a very big part of each other's and lives. But it, his it was, mom went to the funeral. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but like, uh, yeah, I, I don't think he would have been like his saving grace by any means, right? Just because of that, right? Um, but yeah, so talking a little bit about the teenage version of him. Now, this was the version that I, for some reason, between seeing it in theaters and watching it now, I forgot the most about. Mm -hmm. I remembered all of the adult version and all of the kid version, but that's mostly because Mahershala Ali was yeah. in it, and I love that actor. Um, but the teenage version, I kind of forgot a lot of the beats, which is weird because it's really where the big turn happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, which is funny, considering that's that's the, the segment that has the most camera rotation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which I was that which at first threw me off, but then as I was revisiting it, I was like, okay, interesting. The most chaotic time, of course, would not have a steady camera. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. The cinematographer was very good. Yeah. Friend of the show, Graham Mason, worked with him once. Um, oh, nice. And I was very sad that he didn't keep working Yeah, with he's him. like, oh, I should have kept in touch with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Graham. Yeah. Um, but no, I really, I really enjoy the teenage moment of this. Like, I, I kind of annoyed that I forgot as much as I did. Because there's so much. In, like, I remembered, obviously, the, the one the love moment on the beach with Kevin. Yeah. And then I kind of forgot the rest of it. I totally forgotten that Kevin beat him up. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't know how I forgot that, yeah, part, I, but I, I totally so forgot it. Well, it goes to what, that. uh, what you were saying about how it doesn't glorify it. Yeah. It was, it was always hard in this movie to see the violence, the uglier parts of dealing with it. Cause the camera never really let us see it. Yeah. And I think during that fight, it was hard to see just because or hard to watch because I couldn't see what was going on. It was chaotic. He was punching, and then they were cutting. So they, they, you never saw him really punch. You saw yeah. him punch, and it cuts to him being punched. Yeah. Like, it's, the editing there is interesting in that it just kind of takes out a lot of the impact 
but at the same time still has that impact. Well, because it, it, it removes the physical impact and replaces it with emotional impact. Right. Um, it's, it's another reason why, like, when I look at this movie and it won Best Picture, I'm like, well, this is why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like, there's so many just little things in this movie where a lesser filmmaker or a lesser film would have had the a really brutal fight and people are like, oh, God, but this yeah. one, it's very brutal, but it doesn't show it. But then it, d- it does take a brutal turn when he gets his revenge on the kid with the chair. But even that's half a second. Yeah, but you see it in a in a nice wide shot, like they That's show true. the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, I don't. I really thought that fight was brutal, like emotionally, the way they totally. Shot. Yeah, and they cut out Especially of it, just in, in time the too. eyes. Yeah, yeah. like no. the part when uh, Kevin is telling him to stay down, stay down, and they're making eye contact the whole time, and you see the betrayal on his face mm-hmm. of like. Hey, like I'm in love with you essentially how could you do this to me and you see Kevin's just like he needs to be accepted socially but he also loves him back and just the conflict of intent in that entire fight beyond the brutality of the fist fight is so intense to me and that's where like that's what I I agree with you I think a lesser film would have showed more of the fist fight and less of that yeah. yeah and that's what makes it such an impactful scene is that stuff it also came like what a scene or two after he got touched on the beach, or is it like the next it's scene? The n- I think it's like the next. No, scene. you have the, se- the car or, ride. Yeah, the car, car ride, ride, and then you have like the the scene at lunch where Kevin gets proposition. Got oh. it. So it's yeah, yeah. But it's like the next like big story moment. You have like the goodbye, and then hey, we're gonna kick the crap out of him, and then they're kicking the crap out of him. For me, for me, that was kind of relatable too. Like in high school, I remember. I remember it kind of being that way. Like you have like these like big moments with people or friends or relationships or whatever. And then they suddenly like twist and turn on a dime. And yeah. And for some reason it's always in the cafeteria. It's always in the cafeteria. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a corollary to the whole, like everyone went at parties, everyone gathers in the kitchen. Yes. It's like, it's where the big stuff happens. Yeah. Yep. yeah it's just, food, man. It's so yeah. communal. Yeah. <laughs> and it was so like, I love the little tidbits on this movie just because uh, with little, um, when he can't sit with Kevin at the lunch, when he's about to get proposition for the fight, he the only place he ends up sitting is where uh, the security guy and the lunch ladies are taking a break. Yeah, like he's literally feels like he has zero contact with any friends or whatnot. Well, Kevin, he doesn't. Yeah, uh, he's in a he's in a school that clearly would never be accepting of a, a gay kid ever, mm-hmm. and the one person who's accepting of him is sitting with the one guy who wants to, essentially, has threatened to kill yeah. him on multiple occasions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, he has nowhere to sit. And like that's it's heartbreaking. Like that's that's the thing about the movie is it's not a very pleasant watch. No, no, it's a very good movie, but it's not like oh, let's throw on Moonlight for a couple of laughs. <laughs> it's like nah. Mm. It's a great illustration for being an outsider. Yeah, and that's where it comes into. I, I like that you said outsider because uh, my my cousin uh, Matt, who told me to watch this movie. Uh, and Matt is gay, and I'm like, oh yeah, I heard that's a really uh, big movie the gay community right now. He's like, yeah, it is, but it's not a gay movie. It's right. just it's about being an outsider and not being accepted and trying to find out what love is. And they're just telling that through the main character being gay, while not being about being gay. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, and he actually liked it more because of that. He's like, because it, it normalizes right. being gay more yeah. so than a movie that's all about being gay it's keep saying being yeah it's like when i want a strong female character i don't want you to tell me the whole time she's a strong female character exactly yeah don't pander just accept yeah and this movie did a very good job of like no this is just the way it is yeah and i i I really looking at it through that lens i think is a very interesting way to do it because i think Mm -hmm. this movie did really get a lot of press and like advertising the way of it is the big gay movie of 2016 Mm -hmm. when you watch it i didn't really it didn't really feel like it's a hook yeah, absolutely. Like, so that they just use that, but then you got a beautiful movie. But that being yeah. said, it's a really good being gay movie, right? It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I think this movie does a, a really great job of sh- articulating what it's like to be a complete outsider. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and everyone feels like that at some point. Even the popular kids in school always feel like that at some point. And this movie just really does a good job of shining a light on it and showing... Like, this is what it feels like. They kind of showed that through Kevin, too, right? Because he was clearly Absolutely. popular, very popular. But he was an outsider, too, if he's bi or gay, whatever he is. Yeah. He was just very good at hiding it. Yeah. yeah. He knew how to work the system or whatnot of the social hierarchy, which um, I keep forgetting his real name. I keep wanting to call him Little. Chiron. Chiron, Chiron. didn't yeah. know how to do. Yeah, no. I, I always thought Kevin was bi. Yeah. Because, yeah. I, I mean, he, he's very... I mean, unless he's just saying it, which he could be, you know, in that area, it's kind of a way to deal with things. But uh, this is the fact that he was very into sleeping with girls, got a yeah. girl pregnant, has a child. Like, I just, 
but still very clearly into men. I just assumed yeah. he was bi. But it it's another be, thing where they it's just... It's a bi or a cover. I mean, either way. Yeah. You know. But it's still another thing where they don't shine a light on it. Like, yeah. I love yeah. this movie for not constantly telling us everything that's just going on and just yeah. showing it and you just kind of have to yeah. accept it. I, I think that's great. You get those long, breathy moments where oh, you just so can yeah. see what's going on. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's amazing. Um, like, I specifically, when you were talking about the jerky camera work during the teenage years... Uh, when he's walking back home uh, after staying with Teresa and he runs into his mom who's locked herself out of the apartment and the camera work specifically in that moment gets so jarring because you're just seeing like almost like his panic of this is my mother she's going to rob me she's not even that she's going to rob it's just that it's one of the he's probably not even thinking about getting robbed at that moment it's just the moment where you're in complete public space and Everyone knows she's a drug addict, but even so, you still try to hide at the chaoticness oh, yeah. of it, and there's no hiding. They're completely open in this little field, and he is mentally probably panicking, and they try to bring that through in the camera work, which I thought was great. And then you get inside, and then it she does this uh, this lag thing that I think is pretty cool in the movie to kind of denote those like where it becomes too much for him to bear. The audio keeps going, but the video changes. Like mm-hmm. where, yeah, where, where the mother's that. talking, yeah. but she's not. Like the videos of her not talking. It's just before she starts talking. It's very interesting, and you know, as as an editor who sees all that sort of like lag on a slower computer system, it's like to have it used that way as a very artistic way. It's interesting. I also caught it on this most recent viewing. Like you're saying that they're just talking about things out in the open. They're literally airing their dirty laundry where they're drying their clothes. Where they're drying yeah. the clothes, yeah. Oh, there's so many moments of that sort of thing with him feeling trapped. Like once they get into one apartment and she just is passed out and she's telling him, you're my one and only, I'm your one and only. Just like she's trying to be sweet, but to him, he's just feeling trapped. And then when the other sequence, when he's at school and the kid says, I'm going to be waiting for you. And he's waiting in a stairwell. He's surrounded by fence. Like he's literally in a cage. Right. And... The, they, uh, they play on that so many times in this film, which is great. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. There's no wide shots in the, the middle section. It's all very much close on everyone's face. Everything is very close to him. Well, it's not super. Cl- I mean, they don't do a lot of like really wide establishing shots, but there's a few. Like when he's walking home from Teresa's, and the, the two boys come up to him who want to yeah. threaten him. That's kind of a wide shot, and it's definitely a wide shot when he hits him with the chair. Right, right. Um, but primarily, all like the kind of the the, the tough moments. The yeah, big all the moments, story beats all come through close-ups. Where yeah, where he feels the, the most trapped. I'm, I'm thinking about those shots where it's just like you you can't see anything outside the frame. Like there's not you can't see the setting. You don't know where you are. You can't get a grasp Very on anything. Claustrophobic. Yeah. Almost. Uh, quick side note: uh, Naomi Harris is like one of the best actresses working today. Does anybody disagree with that? No. no. She like I. She's one of those actresses that pops up in movie after movie after movie. And I always forget about her because she's such a character actor that she just kind of disappears into every single role. Yeah. And then when I was watching this, I'm like, man, she looks familiar. Oh, God. She was in Pirates of the Caribbean 2 and 3, like, as a main character. 28 oh. Days Later. Oh. 28 oh. Days Later. Oh. Like, yeah. she, she was the... Just made me yeah. realize oh. who she is. She That's is everywhere. She yeah. plays um, Money Punny in the most two recent yeah. James Bond movies. Wow. Like, she is amazing. She is. Yeah. Holy poo. <laughs> Holy poo. <laughs> like, no, no. We just blew your mind so yeah, hard. Yeah. You couldn't say shit. Yeah. yeah, like when I looked into it, I'm like, my God, she's everywhere and she's fantastic because yeah. I never remember her from movie to movie to movie. Like, that's like, so impressive. It's yeah. great when you can embody characters that yeah. way. Really made me wish she uh, had won the award for this one because she was up for it and yeah. didn't quite get it. But She was what? nominated. She was nominated yeah. and that's already pretty impressive. Well, and it's a role <laughs> in movies that kind of can be very thankless and hard to do, just playing being like the person, like the drug addict. That yeah. could like... You can do that wrong so easily. Yeah. That, like, I don't know. She was still, so, like, a sympathetic character. She was. Well, and my, it was all her performance for me. Like, Well, moving into, say, Black, the uh, the adult version of Chiron, the moment with Naomi Harris in that scene was still, like, she's obviously clean and trying to get better in her life, still very manipulative. Mm-hmm. And I think that was really important because, like, he's never going to give up on his mom. He's clearly, he loves her because she's family. Yeah but never really wants to be around her. And I, I, she realizes that, and she can't stop herself either. But you're right. It's all through performance. None of it's really said, but you can see that she's trying to manipulate him. She's clearly like, she wants to be a part of his life, but doesn't know how. Yeah. Like, all of these things in there. It's really it's really rough to watch. But it's, it's a like, 
all toxic through performance. relationship that there's never really a cure for. Yeah. It's like you could see how this kid gets to where he is as an adult. And it's totally. And yeah. I had people argue with me about that what? one. But they're like, no, I don't think he would have been a drug dealer. Like, are you out of That's the, the only no. thing he knows. Yeah. yeah. That's what? his one good figure in his entire life was a drug was dealer. A drug dealer. And, yeah. then, and then he says that when he goes to juvie or whatnot, did he go to juvie or yeah. did he go to jail, yeah. jail? Juvie. But that's where he met another quote unquote father figure. Yep. And he yeah. says the moment he got out, he put him into the game or yeah. system or whatever. And yeah, that's. Put him on the block. Yeah, kind that's of what they talk about when they talk about trying to f- to help black communities. Like, there's just such a systematic step system for them <laughs> to end up in the same circle. Yeah. Ready for Jeff Sessions? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, and, 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 and as an interesting aside in this movie, kind of with those performances, I feel like you could take away any spoken words, and you would still know all the words that were said. Mm. And yeah. I think that was the that was the thing that stu- stood out the most to me. Kind of waking up this morning and thinking about it. Was that the dialogue was so in like consequential? Inconsequential. I got everything just from the way they looked at each other. Everyone looked at each other in a different way. Everything was talking through eyes, and it was very yeah, interesting. It's yeah. true. Like everyone in this film could act with their eyes, and yeah. that's something that we don't get in movies actually very often. There's plenty of people that act with their mouth and act with their arms and everything. But uh, sounds like such a knock. It's belly buttons. Especially true. with a voice actor sitting at yeah, the table. <laughs> you just go it's into a casting thing. <laughs> Here's my belly button. It's kinda like when I went when I actually watched reality TV and I watched Top Model and I watched Tyra Banks give people direction and she would go through these things just be like, all right, you need to smile with your eyes. And then she would change. And like, and it was such a, like a profound little thing to me because I'd never really thought about it. It was like, yes, there's so, Tyra Banks can do all these things yeah. as a model, which made her like the top model for such a long time. And there's so many people that can't do that, but they can't yeah. express in that fashion where you get a completely different emotion from them within seconds. It's funny you say that because when I was in college, whenever we did like screen acting, uh, projects they would make us watch it after we'd done it all with dialogue mm-hmm. and we turn off the sound and that's how it'd be graded if you could get the story through just the reactions just the emotions no dialogue that would determine your grade in the class so hmm. i think maybe these are just really good actors and we don't have yeah. really oh, good actors in a, lot of, yeah. a lot of things there's anymore. a lot of people that are cast because they're pretty sure <laughs> and they're pretty and their names and that sort of stuff yeah. and that's like uh the the guy the one who played the oldest um version of chiron uh, he in my opinion nothing against the other two he had so much to do is that like uh i've heard complaints through the internet and whatnot that he was the weakest part of the movie and i'm like i don't think so like i think he actually did a very good job he just had way more to do than everyone else he had to play both like the true crime he was tough, drug dealer, tough guy, lonely guy, sad guy. Yeah, yeah. closeted gay man who's never had a relationship with anyone that Ugh. wasn't terrible in any way, shape, or form. Like, yeah. like he has so much to go through and to show in every single scene. I think he nailed it. Me, yeah, too. me too. Yeah, and he's like the one person that not a lot of people talk about from this movie. It's all Naomi Harris and Mahershala yeah. Ali, and like and that's great. They were both fantastic. But like this guy, he had so much to do, and I think he nailed every aspect of it. I I broke down a little bit when he, in the very end of the movie, when he was like, you know, you're the only guy who ever touched me, and like you just see it, you see all of the the front leave his face for a moment. He just is vulnerable. Oh, the conflict yeah. leading up to him saying that line, yeah. all on that face, like. Oh, what is that? Forty minutes or thirty minutes of them talking in circles around each other and not yeah. being able to admit yeah. the feelings they have. And, it, uh, and that's, just I'm real quick, his name is Travante Rhodes. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if Kevin has the same conflict of how he feels about Chiron. I yeah. feel like Chiron definitely has it for him. Yeah. But that also might be a little bit of first love, never was able to get over it sort of thing. Yeah. Because I don't think the end of this movie is them in a relationship together. No. Oh, I just all. got really excited, by the way, though, because I'm looking at Travante Rhodes' uh, IMDb, and he's going to be in the new Predator movie. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I look forward to that. <laughs> um, but no, I, I don't think... The end of this movie is not about them ending up together. And I've heard that complaint from a lot of people. They should have ended up together. I'm like, I don't think so. No. Oh, my God. Kevin, Kevin has a daughter. He has clearly a life. Yeah. He's just, I think, willing to help and is going to help Chiron fix his situation. I think they even then I don't know I think no I think they had a good night on the beach and stayed over and then Chiron goes back to Atlanta 
and Kevin stays in Miami. But did I, they get breakfast? They, maybe, they will probably yeah. get breakfast. They'll probably make yeah. him eggs at the yeah. diner. Good. Um, yeah. But no, I, I think that I think Kevin stays a part of his life. I hope so. I, uh, my, my takeaway from the end of the movie, and just could be that I'm an optimist and a little bit of a romantic, I think that this is the movie, I think this is the moment where he starts turning his life around. That would be great. Um, that's what I like to think. I yeah. think that he would start trying somehow to leave the drug trade. He would try to be fixing himself from that point. Because it's the first time he's ever actually able to admit yeah. to anyone his legit problems. Yeah. Because every other time he started to get to that point, something horrible happened. Mm. Like he felt somewhat connected with Marshall Lee's character, and then he found out that he was dealing his mom's drugs. Yeah. He started to connect to Kevin, and then he got assaulted by Kevin, and then got thrown into juvie. This is the first time he's actually ever able to legit open up to somebody and start accepting his life. So I think that was the first step. And I think that's what the whole movie's about, is getting to that first yeah. step. And I, I love that they end the movie just kind of with Kevin holding him. Yeah, yeah. stroking his head, just kind of getting the like the loving physical affection that it doesn't look like he ever got his whole life. Ever. No, and the only physical affection he ever really got was a hand job. And the, yeah. yeah, but that's different type of affection. No, it is, but it's still like that was like the it'd be it's such a like a such a mind fuck. Yeah, yeah. like your fir- the only time you ever get some sort of physically like connection with anyone it's that and then nothing ever again yeah i would say the sexual affection because he he was getting touched whenever he learned how to swim and i thought that moment was beautiful too whenever that's true he's with that's Juan. true yeah, yeah he yeah, was being Juan. held yeah with he was when he was with one absolutely he yeah. got some but i think that ended after the yeah the that revelation. ended after that yeah right, after sure. the revelation and Teresa tried i felt like but you never really you never see them touch or anything. No, they're and always it, on the opposite ends of the frame. She tried yeah. to play with him, like when she tried to make jokes with him, yeah. like, when they were making the bed. But he still felt very yeah. standoffish. He felt like the type of guy who did not want to accept charity in any way, shape, or form, and yeah. that's really what she was offering. She wouldn't see it as that. She was just trying to help a friend and, and plus, or love, right? Yeah. Whenever yeah. he's with his mom and she's loving, like she's immediately like brash and wanting something yeah. and all yeah. fucked up and, on dope right after and yeah, smashing absolutely. Teresa and smashing yeah. Teresa yeah. and you know giving this sh- uh, kid shit for the for not being a man enough or whatever. Like his mom gave him shit that he needs to be stronger and tougher. So like he probably felt closed up inside the entire time like i i can't take love i can't take affection i'll be soft yeah yeah no this is clearly well, that's actually what the thing kevin told him when they were nine you need to right. be you need to be hard or what is yeah. he saying stop being so soft yeah, right? yeah. so he, he like when you're nine years old you really internalize that kind of stuff yeah, yeah. no this is the, like as we said before it's a great character study and this is a character study about someone who does not understand what love is yeah. and has never been able to feel it yeah and it's it's heartbreaking to watch. Yeah. And even though it does have what I think is a positive ending, it's still not a positive ending. Like everything's okay. No, though. of like, course not. I- he's still got a very rough life ahead of him. Yeah, I think he's definitely still going to sell drugs after. I think so too. Honestly, I, maybe I, not forever, but he's definitely going to go sell some drugs. I do too. Yeah. 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 How about the crown on the on his dash and like remembrance well, of Juan? Juan. Do you think? But that his was, Juan's was black crown? and Juan's was red. Ooh. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, because his name is black. Yeah. Oh yeah, that oh. makes sense. Oh. License plate. Yeah. Some production. It's almost really as if I like pay attention to that stuff. It's almost <laughs> like I don't. <laughs> uh, but no, I I liked that. I thought that was a really that was again him emulating the only positive influence in his life. Yeah, man, this movie has some fucking layers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, but speaking of which, is there anything that we haven't touched on that we would like to move into? I thought the uh, we kind of moved through all the story. Oh, the, okay. the opening song was a very nice beginning. I think all the music yeah, was a music and wonderful. Sound but I loved, I, I specifically loved that song. Yeah, and it was just like, I, you know, we're beautiful. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's perfect. Yeah, but no, I thought every music choice, especially the one that uh, made uh, Kevin think of Shirey oh, that song. When so it comes many, on. Yeah, yeah, so many just great choices in this movie. Barry Jenkins, the director, just he knocked it out of the park. Yeah, and what has he done uh, before? Uh, nothing that I had seen. Okay. Uh, going on to the production design aspect again. Just his uh, apartment through the stories. Because um, you see, like, at the very beginning, she's got a job. Mm-hmm. And you go into their apartment. And there's decoration. There's things. There's a television. It's all this stuff like a home. I mean, she clearly seems like she's a struggling single mother. And you get tension from that immediately. Uh, and then as you start to see her fa- falling into a crack lifestyle, uh, he comes... <laughs> I don't know how to say it. <laughs> There's um, no right way to say it without no. seeing it. That is the best way to say it. Uh, he comes home one day. The TV's gone. 
Uh, and every scene after oh. that, things are being removed from his apartment mm. until you get to the very end and there's just bags of trash and clothes on the floor. He pulls a blanket out of a trash bag to yeah. cover her yeah. with yep. and just like the complete devoid of material wealth, but that it also represents like the void in his mental state and her not being able to take care of herself at all. He, she definitely would have died without him. Mm-hmm. I don't know oh, if yeah. he, if she was in rehab or if she was just in a, like an assisted living place at the end, but he's definitely from, paying for her to be there. From what I understood at the end was that she was in rehab. She did not think she could get out of rehab and they're letting her work to stay. If you okay. actually look uh, closely, he's wearing a, a sticker that says the name of the drug rehabilitation. Yeah, facility. it says okay. visitor. And yeah. Well, I knew it was some sort of rehab. She, I didn't know if she was working there. Well, she's she living said, there. She says what? they're letting her stay uh, when she works. Okay. At the beginning of the movie, is she a nurse? Because I mean, she's a nurse she's at the beginning. She's She's in yeah. scrubs. So that's kind of interesting too. That mm-hmm. She's yeah. like, her job is to help people and she never helped Sharon yeah. and now she's going to help people get clean again I mean, that's, that's yeah. classic. I mean, classic. my I mean, entire is. job is cleaning sets all day, but our apartment is a complete dump. Fair. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> uh, oh, there's something I was going to say about Naomi Brian, Harrison. you need to clean more. I do. <laughs> Have you seen that thing of uh, oh, the mental load going around the the Facebooks right now? No. Yes. Yeah. Does, that have, anything to, does that have anything to do with Moonlight? It has something to do with the uh, men doing chores. All right. It has nothing to do with Moonlight. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there anything else that we have not hit on this movie? I feel like we've hit pretty much everything. We've covered pretty much all the... We didn't really talk about the actress who played Teresa very much. She was very good, but she didn't really have a lot to do. But well, she, she did a very good job with what she had to do. Yeah, she she's, did she's a great job at conveying yeah. the. Oh, the right word. Is it Janelle Monae? Is that yes, her name? Janelle. She was in. Uh, Hidden Figures. Yes. Yes, she was great. She's great in that one. Yeah. yeah, and she's like a, a model singer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she's great. I just didn't great. Think that, I just didn't think that her her role had a ton to do in this no. thing. No. But she was very good with what she had. Same with like the uh, the teenage Kevin. I thought he was fantastic, and we didn't really talk about him very much, but he was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lots of really good stuff in this movie. But seeming that we're kind of circling the drain, I feel it's time for quotes, 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 quotes. But I will throw one caveat in there because this movie is very much into silence and not speaking. I will also allow favorite moments. I've already said mine. It's the last line of the movie. Uh, you know, you're the only man who ever touched me and no one has touched me since. And then that, that look they have with each other. I mean, Kevin, as an adult, his facial expressions were just as good as Chiron's. And oh, absolutely. That whole scene in the diner through the, the scene at their house was so awesome. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, I'll jump on that. My favorite, I'll go with a moment, is the second Chiron hears the song that Kevin plays. Yeah. And it's yeah. like it's like this moment of like almost confusion but total understanding at the same time. Yeah. And it's just it, all Well, it's like they've space. been because they've been beating around the bush for so long like yeah. did you call me here so we could give me another handy <laughs> or <laughs> yeah. um, such a good moment. My favorite quote which I'm stupid and I didn't write it down <laughs> even though I told myself to do it uh, was an illustration of Kevin just knowing how to work the system socially uh, when he is runs into Chiron in the stairwell uh, surrounded by a fence and he's talking about how he did the the girl and i don't i'll try to remember how he says it and be like and then i got caught and i tried i i did my oh i can't talk i can't i don't remember exactly what he said where he said that he talked to the guy who found him and all i got was detention but that's okay yo or something like that that, i'm ruining this quote it's a really (laughs) great moment of the movie because it's totally my childhood sweetheart yeah all i got was detention yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. i should have written it down because i knew i wasn't gonna be able to find it on the internet uh but it's such a great moment for his character because he's showing all the confidence and swag that chiron doesn't have yeah and wishes he could have Yeah. yeah yeah While also, for some reason, talking to Chiron and also already kind of like suggesting his affection for him. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, For me, the scene, it's the harder one to watch. It's the the punch out. And it's basically that moment, their looks between each other. And that set up your moment in not not exactly one-to-one framing, but very similar, close, just... Th- those two moments are just so strong yeah and that one is just what hit me the most yeah i had two quotes if that's cool yeah mm-hmm. uh 
Sharon says, so is your name Blue? And then Juan says, nah, at some point you got to decide for yourself who you're going to be. Yeah. Can't let nobody make that decision for you. And that's when they're, he's like learning to swim or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, wow. So yeah, that's the whole thing, isn't it? <laughs> and then the the last one is towards the end with Kevin, whenever it's black and Kevin. And he's telling about his life and like all the things he's been through and having a daughter and stuff. And he's like, man, that's some real shit, man. And then Kevin says, no, man, it's a life, you know? I ain't never had that before. Yeah. And I think that's what Black is looking for whenever you're talking about like now he's trying to find what he's going to do next and maybe he'll change his life or whatever. Because this guy's just a cook. He doesn't have much but it's a life and he never had that before. Yeah. And he's really happy. He's really happy. Yeah. With like having nothing. Yeah. But he's not a drug dealer. It's true. Yeah. No, he's an ex-con working in a, sure. yeah. working <laughs> in a kitchen in, in what is it, Georgia? No, I think they're, he's still in Florida. Oh, is yeah. he still in Florida? Oh, he's he, still in Miami. Yeah. Black moved to Georgia. And then right. Black moved uh, to yeah. Georgia. That's right. Okay. Uh, yeah. So time for a review system. And this one, I'm going to make it as vague as possible to try to make it both easy and difficult. <laughs> Movies about love. But you have to tie that into Moonlight somehow. <clears throat> Romeo and Juliet. Ugh. The movie that... Which one? Uh, which one? Uh, the good one. Which, which one? one's the good one? Uh, not The one before Baz Luhrmann's, I guess. The one from, what was it, the 70s or 80s? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just any the story of Romeo and Juliet in general. It's just a uh, forbidden love that couldn't be and still ends kind of tragically. Sure. Um, this is going to sound real silly. Oh, no. Don't say Kate Leopold. No. <laughs> Moulin Rouge. It does oh, sound really yeah. silly. Uh, <laughs> I mean... They both start with M. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's a completely different type of movie, but sure. it's still all about he's a writer, she's a fancy courtesan, and the type of love that you're not supposed to have in that movie, it's like social class. Yeah. Uh, in this movie, it's about being gay. And there's still things that they clearly want to be together, but they're still pulled apart by bullies. And in the end, he gets to hold her. I mean, she's dying. <laughs> but I don't know. It, I get the same level of emotion out of it. Because in Moulin Rouge, at the end when she's dying and he's holding her and you feel the love between them. It totally destroys me emotionally every time. I yeah. I cry in that movie, and in this movie, I still feel the total despair. But in th this movie, ends up more hopeful, which is refreshing <laughs> in that regard because you feel like they might end up being okay. So I'm gonna go uh, blue is the warmest color, and right. I'm going blue is the warmest color because it is similar with. I mean, it's not about drug dealing and whatnot. But it is about the main character, Adele, not knowing really who she is and what she wants out of love. And then when she finds something, she just assumes that's everything, uh, even though it might not be. And it's about kind of her learning what is and isn't love and what is and isn't a good relationship. Um, and that movie is also fucking amazing. And it also is about things being blue. So, yeah, mine works perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's real loose. Homeward bound. <laughs> I'd recently tried oh, nice. watching that movie. <laughs> because they're both about acceptance and getting lost and being on the streets and uh, love being where the home is and home being where the love is. <laughs> <laughs> Homeward bound. <laughs> it's more articulate than mine by far. I, I love the idea of like, oh, I want to see Moonlight. Uh, have you seen Homeward Bound? You'll love it. <laughs> that's, see, that's the thing. That's the thing is once Moonlight finally gets on Netflix and you hit that little thumbs up, yeah. it's like, because you've liked Moonlight, <laughs> Homeward Bound will be the very first thing you see. My God. Yeah. Mine yeah. might actually pop up in the recommendations. Lawrence's? <laughs> Mine won't pop up in the recommendations either. No, I don't think so. There's a higher likelihood than Homeward Bound. But still, it worked. I think you tied it in well. Thank you. Uh, okay, so that brings today's episode to a close. Uh, I didn't put mine in yet. Oh, I guess it doesn't then, does it? No. no. Skipping right do over Do you here. have one? Yeah, I do. All right, go for it. Uh, almost Famous. Okay. And it's because both movies are, in a sense, coming-of-age stories. Yep. And the moment in Almost Famous where he has to kind of take care of Penny in the hotel, after all kind of the shit has fallen away and it's gotten real, it's just there's that moment of human effect, like kind of care. Yeah. And it was a very, it was very big, a very important moment in that movie. Yeah. That movie destroyed Cameron Crowe. 
No. He hasn't made a good thing since, unless you count Aloha. <laughs> I know you're trying to find a good camera crow movie in your mind right now. You're not going to find it. Good what luck. about Elizabeth Town? <laughs> because you like Moonlight. <laughs> oh, fuck Elizabeth Town. Uh, okay, so that brings today's episode to a close. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to leave in my other failed attempt at ending the episode. <laughs> Now I feel like I should. Uh, yeah, so a little bit of news. Uh, this is our final episode for a little while. Uh, we are taking the month of June off of recording because I haven't taken any time off since I started this podcast like five years ago, and I think I deserve a break. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? Yeah, so what? We, we are still going to have episodes coming out. Uh, we have four episodes. I've already cut them. I just need to add one little thing to them. And they are going to be our origin story, if you will. Yeah. So the first episode will be our first ever released episode. Don't worry, I'll explain that in the episode. Uh, <laughs> and then we have John's first episode, Chewie's first episode, and Ryan's first episode. So that'll be kind of a fun thing. One of them is a little tied into what we just did like two weeks ago, but whatever. Uh, but yeah, it should be a lot of fun. I've had a lot of fun going back and listening to them. And uh, it's kind of cool hearing Nick again. Uh, he'll be in two of them. But yeah, it was like, actually, it might be in three of them. I'm thinking about uh, it. Am I in one maybe. of them? Yeah. That, otherwise, it wouldn't what? be your first episode. It's my first episode. Tough to be your first episode. I don't know if I was it. in another one, if it was, that was just that one. Uh, no, you're in two of them. Okay. Yeah, but it it's, uh, should be a lot of fun. I think people will enjoy it. It's really fun kind of going back. Uh, yeah, and then a uh, big thanks to uh, our new recording artists. Do you remember their name? Sun Country, Cross Country. Cross Country 5... One, two? That a, sounds right. Yeah, roughly? This is a great hey, endorsement. For they them. told me I can do whatever I want to endorse them, so this is what I'm doing. The link is now on any episode. Yeah. Like, for their, like, where you can actually get their services. Yes. So, so we bought uh, we bought services. three songs from them, and hmm. uh, I think they've all turned out really well. They're a lot of fun. One of them is probably playing they right. Can give you services. Now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, do you hear that? I can hear it. It's playing underneath my voices. You guys hear it? Oh, it's playing right now. It sounds really good, doesn't Lots it? Of good service. Yeah. It's I, exquisite. I, I think it sounds wonderful. Uh, it so services my ears. There's, there's oral service. It, it's working out great. It gives great aural. Lawrence, thank you so much for aural. coming out for this. Thank you for it was, having me. It was a lot of fun. We need to have you back on again. Yes, absolutely. Uh, You're so soft spoken, by the way. For I try. You need to bring out the <laughs> I like that you try. booming. Yeah, yeah. Dark changing about, yeah. accent. Dance, monkey, but dance. Every time you bring We're up a new point, it's in a new accent. We're running out of time for the music. It's going to run out. We got to go. Bye. 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 Oh, it's me, Joel Jones.